Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaim Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially yourself. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. If you're new here, hi, hello, and welcome. I'm sorry I don't have the usual jubilation um, that I normally would start the show with. Uh, Going to be really transparent um, in this moment. I'm feeling away. And the reason why I'm feeling away is because while I was sitting in a work session with a wonderful, beautiful, incredible creative um, who we'll talk about at some other time. I got the news on my phone that one Carolyn Bryant Dunham had passed. Now, for those who think this is a relative or someone who I think of fondly, it is not. Uh, If you are unfamiliar with who Carolyn Bryant Dunham is, she is the reason why, essentially why, Emmett Till died. Carolyn Bryant Dunham lied that she essentially said that Emmett Till made these um, inappropriate advances, quote unquote, towards her uh, while he was visiting his cousins in the summer of 1955. Um, He had traveled from Chicago. He went to Money, Mississippi. um, And there he was hanging out with his cousins. Whatever interaction she had with Emmett, we don't know she took it to her grave um literally and she she lied she said that he did things to her that or attempted to do things to her that a 14 year old boy was probably not even thinking about let let alone a 14 year old boy in the segregated south in 1955 um but anyway long and the short Yes, she has, she has passed away today and why I'm angry and why I'm feeling away is that it's just, it feels like it's a never ending cycle of people avoiding accountability. Um, I, like many other people were saying that this woman should have been arrested a long time ago in her, with her collaboration, um, her conspiracy, uh, against this child, literal 14 year old child, Emmett Till. Um, whose death was violent and he was surrounded by people who hated him in his last moments and he was tortured and he was dismembered and then he was shot and then his body was thrown into a river tied to a fan where he was just left and someone found him downriver. His feet were sticking in the air because he was so stuck in the mud. Um, the child was barely recognizable if that um his body was so bloated um and Mamie his mother had to fight to even get his body back a lot of people don't even know that part of the story but she had to fight to get his body back from Money Mississippi because they were insisting that they bury they have his funeral and bury him in Money Mississippi and she said no he's not from Money Mississippi that's just where his family's from I mean, where some relatives are from, we're from Chicago. I will be burying my son in Chicago. She had a fight to get the body back. Um, She got the body and she looked at the funeral director who was insisting upon having a closed casket. And she said, let the world see what I've seen. And from those images, re-sparked, because it was already going on, essentially, the civil rights movement. Um, 
you know, with the Montgomery bus boycott and, you know, marches and rallies and voting and all the things that you would attribute to the civil rights movement. Um, because this child violently died and his mother valiantly, valiantly chose to show the world what was done. Um, and so, yeah, Mamie Till passed away in 2003, I believe. It was 2003. Um, and so she left this earth with no accountability for Emmett's death. Um, the trial that they had back in 1955 was a sham of a trial. All white jury. No one would convict. Um, these two men and probably multiple conspirators of the violence that they did upon an innocent child. Um, and Carolyn was the last person the we believe, cause we don't know who else, but the Carolyn was the last person directly who we believe was involved in Emmett's death. So hated is Emmett Till at for being 14 years old and God knows what type of interaction they had, but apparently he's so hated that, the marker where they found his body, the historical marker was constantly riddled with bullet holes constantly. So much so that I forget which society did it was, if it was the historical society or if it was like a family thing, but the marker is now bulletproof because for whatever reason, racists find it funny to, to pose with their guns in front of it and to shoot it up regularly. A 14 year old child's, marker where they discovered his body disgusting so now carolyn bryant dunham has uh has left and you know i could go into this whole thing about how i hope she was never at peace and how i hope anyone who had anything to do with this boy's death never knew peace i hope that his face was the last thing that they saw before they left this earth i could say a myriad of things i i could but instead, I would rather focus on the Till family and send them all of the affection and all of the love. Um, I imagine days like, you know, the anniversary of his passing and, you know, whenever there's a because there was a movie recently um, that was it's award worthy. No, nope, unfortunately, didn't win any um, or at this time that I've looked up. Uh, I don't think that it won any awards, kind of like the Woman King we'll, that we'll talk about another time. But um, I don't think it, uh, but it was an incredible film. Also, I talked to you guys about Mothers of the Movement um, and how that series literally broke me. But I had to watch um, not only to just support the effort, but to also, you know, stand witness, you know, stand in witness of that. So, yeah, um, sending love to the Till family. Um, I can't imagine how they must feel after decades upon decades upon decades of work and effort and advocacy trying to advocate for justice, which we can't get justice because it's not going to bring Emmett back, but try to advocate for accountability for what happened to Emmett and to watch as these people had the opportunity to live full lives. I said it earlier. I said, Carolyn Bryant Dunham had the chance to live a full life and to die surrounded by her loved ones. Meanwhile, Emmett Till lived 14 years and died surrounded by those who hated him and hurt him and wished him nothing good. Um, 
And so that's that. <laughs> I'm going to try to push through this podcast. I'm, to, I'm just wanting to be really transparent with you guys. I want to let you know that I am not, I am not happy right now. Um, and so let's just, let's, let's get through these, uh, these stories that we have up here. Um, rest in peace to history maker, the legend, the incomparable Harry Belafonte who passed this week. Um, Harry Belafonte was an activist. Uh, apparently I didn't know this. I just learned this, uh, from following, um, Patrice King, uh, daughter of Martin Luther King Jr. That Harry Belafonte was like really involved with their family. Like he was, I don't know if he was really involved, but he was like very kind to them and he reached out to them and he took care of things for them. Like it was just like a lovely, lovely tribute that she gave. Um, and it, she had a picture of Harry Belafonte sitting next to Coretta Scott uh, King. And it looked like at Martin's funeral. Um, and you can see that he's he's teary eyed and he's trying to hold, hold it together um, as he sit next, sits next to Coretta. So I'm just like, you know, yeah. Um, but he's with his bestie now, you know, Sidney Portier was like his bestie. And so... Yeah, I hope they rest well. I hope they rest easy and rest in power. Um, Biden and Harris have decided that they're going to re, re, run for re-election. Um, I feel two ways about this. One, I I love Kamala. I'm always here for Kamala. The Biden-Harris administration have done a lot of work. One, I don't think, I mean, not one, but lots of work that I don't think is getting enough press and enough people paying attention. Um, lots of good things have come Lots of not so good things have come as well, but lots of good things have come from this administration. Um, I think their PR people need to start talking more about it and not just in White House press releases. But, you know, there's a whole bunch of like influencers out here, news um, outlets out here. Um, You got to run some stories to talk about what the Biden-Harris administration has done, because what it what people are saying is that they're doing nothing. And we all know that's not true. So, but, you know, show the receipts, show the receipts, girl. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, so Politico has just uh, shared that Florida's, Florida's Surgeon General, General Joseph Lad, Ladipo, I hope I said that correctly, um, personally altered a state-driven study about COVID-19 vaccines last year that suggested that some doses pose a significantly higher risk for young men that had been established by a broader medical community, according to a newly obtained document. Latipo's changes released as a part of a pub I'm sorry, released as part of a public records request presented the risks of cardiac death to be more severe than previous versions of the study. He later used the final document in October to bolster disputed claims that the Pfizer bio BioNTech and the Moderna vaccines were dangerous to young men. Surgeon general, well-known, a well-known uh, COVID-19 skeptic faced backlash from the medical community after he made 
the assertions, which go against guidance from the CDC and the American Academy for Pediatrics. But Latipo's statements aligned well with Governor Ron DeSantis' stance against mandatory COVID-19 vaccination. So they're out here altering (laughs) records and studies and study um, uh, results and things like that. So just so you guys know. And of course it would be in Florida. Why? Like, if it's not Florida, it's going to be Texas. Texas. If it's not Texas, it's going to be Tennessee. If it's not Tennessee, it's going to be, you know, the usual suspects. So here we are. Um. Okay, so this is interesting. Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon fired in the same day. It's like... <laughs> Let's start with Don Lemon. So we've been hearing multiple stories about allegations of misogyny and creating a misogynistic culture and how Don is making people cry at CNN and all these other things. And like, okay, so we've been hearing stories. Um, I felt like the writing was on the wall when Don uh, was moved. I won't say he moved, but was, was moved to mornings because Don's level of snark, his level of not give a fuck, if you will, his level of I'm, 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 I don't, I don't give a damn. His level was more for the nighttime crew. You know, people waking up in the morning, they want fluff and like funny things or like the top, top stories that you want to talk about. Um, that type of stuff. And so them moving him to mornings, like it never really sat right with me just personally. It just never really sat right. It felt like, it felt like a shakeup that was a potentially detrimental and uh, it proved to be so, um, after several scandals, um, in which, you know, I'm not, I'm not here caping for Don Lemon, but Don Lemon, he said some problematic things. Like, you know, when he was talking about, was that Nikki Haley? Was that Nikki Haley? It probably was that Nikki Haley. I can't remember. Um, I didn't look up the scandal, but he talked about one of the right wing women who was um low key uh trying to hide her uh racial identity. I feel like it's Nikki Haley, um, because she talked about Biden being too old to run, and he essentially said, "Well, you're not exactly the young flower you think you are." Um, but he talked about women being in their prime, and I'm like, "Sir, sir, okay, now listen." You're sitting between betwixt two women who are in their forties, you know, like, and what are we even talking about primes? Like old men run for office all the time, which is Nikki Haley's point. Uh, but you don't fire, fight fire with fire when it comes to stuff like that. Like come at Nikki Haley for her, like, you know, something, something, something else, something, something terrible, you know, come, I'm sure you can find something come at her for her opinions about, you know, her terrible opinions about something else. Don't come at her for her age. <laughs> People like Nikki Haley give you enough fodder where you don't have to even be problematic <laughs> to get personal. Um, so I don't even know what that was even about. Uh, there was this variety article that came out about Don Lemon and then there was, a conversation that happened between Don Lemon and one Vivek, Vivek, y'all know who I'm talking about, that dude. The dude who can't seem to keep black people out of his mouth. Um, because I had seen another video of him talking about black people and how the NRA got black people their rights. 
Um, separate from the interview that I am going to play for you, this is a conversation that uh, Don Lemon had with Vivek. Hold on, I'm just going to look this up. I really, I originally was not going to play this because I was just like, you know, what's the point and listening to foolishness? But there's a, th- I thought of a point. I thought of something interesting that, you know, makes us want to revisit this moment in, in time. Um, cause like I said, old boy cannot keep black folk out of his mouth. So let's take a little listen. To say that black people today, compared to 1964, 1865, haven't made progress in part because of the freedoms we secured. And the Second Amendment was black part of the whole Hang on, please. Freedom. I cannot keep a thought if you guys are talking to me in my ear. So uh, hang on one second. So to say that, that black people, say, say what you said again. Black people secured their freedoms after the Civil War. It is a historical fact, Don. Just study it. Only after their Second Amendment rights had, were secured. They That's were not secured their freedoms after the Civil War. That is not, you are discounting uh, uh, Reconstruction. You're discounting a whole host of things that happened after the Civil War when it comes to African Americans, including the whole reason that the Civil Rights Movement happened is because black people did not secure their freedoms after the Civil War and, and that things turned around. People were, tried to change the freedoms that were supposed to And you know how they the got Civil it? War they got their Second Amendment rights and they actually got, the NRA played a big role in that. But today, down the The final, NRA did the, not play a big role. They train that black Americans how to use firearms. That's a lie. That's not. The NRA actually, did not play a big role. This in is that. just historical fact. It's but not a historical the, fact. The, the part that I just find because you say it's historical the fact. The part that I find insulting fact. is when you say today black Americans don't have those rights after we have the gone through that I civil rights revolution in this country. You are sitting here telling an African American about the rights and what you find insulting about the the, the way I live, the skin I live in every day. Here's and where I you and I have the freedoms that black and white that black people don't have in this country and that black people do have. Well, here's where you and I have a different point of view. I think we should be able to express our views regardless of the color of our skin we should have this debate I'm not saying you without me regarding views, you as a black man insulting that but you're me regarding you as a fellow citizen that you're that's sitting what I think here whatever ethnicity you are explaining to me whatever ethnicity I'm, what it's like to be black whatever America. ethnicity I'm, I'm i'll tell you what i am i'm an indian american i'm proud of it but i think we should have this debate black white all right that's enough of that foolishness that was vivek ramswari uh i'm sorry ramaswamy who is literally butchering history um this is why it's important to study history to know history and to understand history he said that uh vivex essentially said to don lemon to his face that black people secured their rights in this country after the civil war and the nra had a big part in that i cannot tell you how many lies are just strewn about in that statement and it people say it with confidence and they think that people are just going to agree when, and he kept saying it's historical fact when in fact it's historical fallacy because the truth of the matter is black people still don't have our civil rights secured. We have our civil rights and civil liberties, uh, like ignored, destroyed, uh, violated regularly. Hello, Emmett Till. We just talked about that. We just talked about this. So, I don't know what Vivek was talking about because like Don Lemon said, reconstruction was a thing. Um, You know, after the civil war, there was all of these black people who are ready to vote, registered to vote, ready to get involved in policy and, 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 and politics. Um, The dynamics of entire, entire local governments changed from being all white, men to and now including black men and there was a few good years where things were starting to progress and then the rise of the racist 
ass south. <laughs> them folks. And there was codes and laws and restrictions and you know people who were supposed to be able to go vote but then you'd have the kkk come you know and they would put up signs say you better not show up and voter registration and voter participation for the black community literally dropped and if you didn't know or didn't discuss or were ignorant of like vivek to ignore those basic facts you would think that second amendment rights had something to do with you know with any of this and the fact is it doesn't it doesn't your second amendment right has nothing to do with anything let a black man in 1930s anywhere shoot a white man i i or be even be even whispered to have done so you know they burned down tulsa for a damn rumor of what happened to a woman on an elevator it was it was random a man tripped and he fell into a white woman and they burned down the entire tulsa um not entire tulsa but um the greenwood neighborhood of tulsa that is a historical fact there was a rumor about a white woman being assaulted by a black man and they burned down rosewood so i don't know what vivek is even talking about i don't even, i don't know what he's even talking about and to to just ignore like historicity like the facts are literally sitting and staring us right in the face and you're saying that the nra had something to do with it when if one was to do a, their googles just a just an easy quick trip around google will show you that <laughs> that the nra actually believed in in um gun restrictions when it came to black people owning guns and they advocated for that they advocated hard for that especially when it came to the black panthers the black panthers the same ones who created free lunch programs um and a lot of the the social advancement we have around taking care of women family families and children uh came directly from the black panther party and say what you want about the black panther party but those type of ideas people don't want to attribute to them but the black panther party did a lot for the black community uh, but one of their their tenets was to protect the community and so a lot of them you know registered for guns and bought their guns and you know they were going to protect their community the way they figured they knew how because they were tired of people coming in and terrorizing black communities and if you paid attention to history you would understand why you would absolutely 100 percent understand why when you can go into someone's house and steal their child out of their bed and then they end up in a river you will understand why when you can burn down entire communities because of a rumor you can understand why so i don't want people to pretend that the black panther party was equal to the kkk because the black panther party did not go around roaming around white neighborhoods kidnapping white children they didn't go around assaulting black um, they didn't go around assaulting white women they didn't go around burning down black black i'm sorry burning down white towns and leaving burning i don't know berets because they were berets i don't know i don't even know what symbol they would have but leaving burning berets in their place nor did they wear face coverings like cowards that were just 
run off run on by their own hatred and ignorance you know they stood up for what they believed in and they wanted to protect their community and that's when the nra decided to step in except for the fact that unlike what the the mush that vivek is trying to tell you the nra actually believed in gun control when it came to black gun ownership and again you can say like don lemon said you can say all you want that this is historical fact it does not make it historical fact and you could say it as confidently as you want to it's still a lie and this is why people like me and teachers and librarians and community activists and just people who just want to do the right thing and know the right thing are advocating for the accurate history accurate history being taught in schools and not to be removed (sighs) People will listen to folks like Vivek and think that he's absolutely right, that he's sharp, that Don Lemon was offensive and, you know, what a uppity Negro and how dare he and yada, 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 yada. When Don Lemon was absolutely 100% right and that is how you challenge ignorance and anti-blackness and hatred um, when it comes when it comes at you, especially on these in these big networks, you have to challenge it directly. Because Don Lemon shut it down. He kept saying, no, absolutely not. This is nuts. This is not um, historically accurate. This is not historical fact. And I kind of don't, you know, I, I, I don't care about your feelings on this. This is because facts don't care about feelings. And these are the, isn't this the group that says the facts don't care about feelings? Um, unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Imagine giving credit to the NRA for the courage of black folks who fought for their own for their own freedom in the Civil War, for black folks who stole away in, in the night, you know, to run and gain their freedom, to black folks who fought at every single point that they could fight, whether they were starving themselves on slave ships, whether they were jumping from the slave ships, whether they were charging the beaches before those slave ships even left the uh, left the ports um, to fight for their family and community members back, Um, whether it was however they chose to fight, how whether it was the many insurrections that were ha- not insurrections, they, they weren't insurrections. What were they called? What were they called? Revolts. Well, there was the many slave revolts that happened, so many so that they're, they're written in the damn um, Declaration of Independence because um, it was causing people a lot of fear, especially the things that were going on in Haiti, <laughs> causing people a lot of fear that all, all these traffic people who we've treated like garbage, if they decide to rise up and, you know, give us what we've earned, from treating them like absolute garbage and taking their children and maiming them for running away and raping their girls, women and men and boys um, and separating families and treating them like, like how we treat livestock and taking their teeth to make dentures and stuffing their chairs with their hair and performing all types of, of, of terrible experiments on them. God forbid they give us back what we've earned. God forbid. So, I say all that to say, forget Vivek and the folks who think like him. Forget these folks who are trying to have revised history. Um, and just, and, and, and on a platform like CNN, 
where you think that you have the, the right to sit in front of someone and say, it's just historical fact because I say so. And not because this is your live experience and not because you you've done this research and because, you know, with not only just within your own lived experiences, but within the lived experiences of your people, what is true and what is not forget people like him. But they're saying that that interview had something to do with like a, a big part. Like it was like the last straw for Don Lemon. Don Lemon has been on CNN for 17 years. 17 years almost two decades and they just tossed him aside like I I felt like it was coming like I said I felt like the writing was on the wall when it came to that morning show I felt like the writing was on the wall when he was making people cry at work and being a misogynist but for this the man should get promoted (laughs) the man should have gotten promoted um so we'll see I'm sure Don will land somewhere great if he doesn't decide to create his own podcast because I personally would listen to it um like I said I'm not caping for Don Lemon um that everyone is problematic in our own way and I'm not caping for him uh but what I am saying is you know if he got let go for that particular moment that just played for you guys then you know CNN didn't deserve him also, a person who got fired from their job on their day off. <laughs> no, it wasn't their day off. He was he was getting ready to go to work. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson got let go of Fox from Fox News. Now, if you've been paying attention, Fox News is not exactly like having the best time over there themselves. Uh, numerous lawsuits, um, including one with Dominion, where it was like they they settled out of court for something like 700 plus million dollars because they're because of the big lie the big lie over there was that don donald trump won and there was something wrong with those voting machines and they were all defaulty and and it kept you know that that lie kept going and 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 dominion was like you know what like you've you've tarnished our reputation probably to the point where we can't even salvage this we might have to restart everything you know just to even get back into this this industry um and we want our coin for that (laughs) we would like our coin we would like you to to pay for the lies that you've told um and tucker carlson was a big part of that has been a big part of that has been the voice of some of the most hateful disgusting rhetoric anyone can listen to um i know he speaks to a specific demographic who believes that type of uh nonsense uh, about people who don't look like them or have the same experiences as them but god damn y'all gotta really stop platforming hateful people Um, but yes, he told people on Friday that he would see them Monday. So he had no idea that this sucker was coming. Why? Because Tucker Carlson has dodged things like, you know, sexual, um, harassment allegations. Um, he's dodged things like, you know, a lot of the hateful things that he said. He's never had a count. Sorry, y'all. We got cut off. My uh, husband decided to call me. Um, they are currently out at the market having a good old time. Um, yeah. So anyway, Tucker Carlson got fired uh, from Fox and uh, we'll see what happens with him. Um, There's speculation 
and I'm even I'm uncomfortable to even say this because I pray to God this is not true, but that Tucker Carlson might run for president of the United States. He's more popular than Donald Trump. He's way more popular than Ron DeSantis. Um, And so it's just like, and, you know, certain folks will vote for a person who has no leadership experience whatsoever and has been just a talking head during the news in front to represent a country of people that he hates. Like, there's so many people that Tucker Carlson does not like. Um, and he's been very vocal about it too. Um, so we shall see. I hope that's not true. Um, very uncomfortable with that. Do not like that. Do not want, keep it to yourself. Um, I, I'd rather him be on someone's podcast or one of those far right leaning situations or hell, start a YouTube show, something, something else, something else, not, not leading, the not leading our our nation that's that's not it Mm-mm. he'll lead it right into the ground uh what else so tucker got fired don lemon that, that that wasn't cool oh one last story because <sighs> this was frustrating so there is a content creator named what's up trey what's up trey makes videos on youtube it looks like you know a lot of clickbait you know, assholeish behavior on the internet, essentially. But recently, What's Up Trey posted a video of himself standing out outside of a Wendy's. Um, he's in LA, I believe. He made a video where he was talking about homelessness and how, you know, where he lives has, you know, a high homeless population. And he wanted to do something to help. And so he found someone who looks like he was literally in the act of getting high somehow, uh, found this person, asked him what his name was, asked him what he wanted. He said, you look hungry. Can I get you something? Went to Wendy's. They filmed all, they're filming all this, by the way, uh, went to Wendy's filmed, um, him purchasing these items, went to the, went to the homeless man, stood in front of him and then ate the food that he bought for this homeless man. And you have, there has to be something you have to be, you have to be really sick to think something like that. Think of something like that or to think something like that was funny. Um, you really had like, there, there has to be a screw loose somewhere because when you think things like that are funny or, you know, like, Oh, we're going to get so many clicks. Ooh, this is great. Ooh, like, like what, what's the end game? What's the end game? So you're making all these videos for your clicks and views. Meanwhile, you've become an internet pariah. So many people have talked about this video, at least from my viewing on, on, on Twitter. I have not seen anything on, you know, TikTok or anything else like that. But to be honest, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Uh, I'm... I'm disgusted. I'm just going to be honest. I'm disgusted. I think that people like this prove that we're in the bad place because (laughs) who does that? Who does that? Who does that? 
who will take the time to think of something so horrid to do to someone else, like especially the houseless population. Like, why would you do that? Why would you not only put this man's face out there, like this person has family, this person has dignity, this person is a human being and you treat them like just a, a bit in your joke. And I don't, for for clicks? You're willing to do this for clicks. Like, <laughs> I was beside myself when I saw that. I was like, this is, this is not good. This is not good at all. We're not in the good place. Let's talk about some good stories um, to end the show. Congratulations to one Simone Biles and Jonathan Owens. They are officially married. Um, the Shady Ass New York Post posted a, a tweet about Simone Biles saying that she wore like, I don't know, like $83 dress and $35 shoes to her wedding. And everybody was like, and <laughs> like, why do, why do we care about this? That's the first thing. Why do we care about this? Why does this matter to us? But also why does this matter to y'all? Like, you know, some people will want to go all out for their wedding day and some people want to keep it understated. And, you know, it looks like they just got married at the justice of the peace and that's their business. That is their business. That's what made them happy. It's both of them have money. Neither one of them is broke. Um, so I don't know if you were trying to hint that these people were broke. Um, I don't know. Again, don't know why this has anything to do with us. Um, but Simone looks lovely. Uh, her husband now, goodness gracious, so I'm smiling now. Her husband looks very happy. He looks very, very elated. Um, they look joyful. He walked there's a picture of them walking out of the, I believe the courthouse and he just has his fist in the air. They just look so excited. So like, yes. So yes, I'm just, I'm in, I love it. I love it. Congratulations to one Serena Williams, the goat, the goat, greatest of all time, greatest athlete ever. Uh, Serena Williams going from one great athlete to another. Um, so she is actually, uh, she started dabbling with a venture capital venture capital firm um, that's going to help diversity in tech. Now, according to Because of Them, we can. She is announcing uh, her her production company, Nine Two Six Productions, a new multimedia production company aimed at empowering women and diverse voices. Hello, somebody. Come on. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Williams has already inked her first uh, her first look TV deal on Amazon Studios. Yay, it's so exciting. Um, I can't wait to see what she does. I cannot wait to see what comes out of this. I'm really, really excited for Serena. Y'all know you y'all know that Simone Biles, Serena, Issa Rae, um, who else? Anything with Solange. Um, those, those, those folks are, are heroes over here at the Reclaim podcast. Um, and yeah, very, very awesome. Very, 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 very excited. Uh, what else? What else? Trying to look for some, some news, some news, some news, because, you know, I'm looking for good news. I feel like we've talked about enough bad and enough bad things have happened. And I already told y'all at the top of the show how I was feeling like. Not good, not happy, not pleased. Um, what about some personal good news? Um, life is good. We're very, very peaceful over here. It's just, you know, 
we're chilling. Kids growing up. Husband's almost done with school. It's almost summertime, even though it acted like summertime for a few weeks out there. And now all of a sudden it wants to act like April. And now it's like 55 degrees after it was 80 degrees for like a week or two there. Very confusing. Um, But, you know, good stuff going on here. Life is good. You know, I'm just trying to write and stay sane. Um, Oh, Shout out to Justina Miles. If you don't remember who Justina Miles is, Justina Miles is the interpreter who was signing during Rihanna's, uh, Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show. She's apparently still a student, an HBCU student. Um, and she's on the cover of British Vogue. Didn't I tell y'all? Okay. Didn't I tell y'all how I feel about British Vogue? I told y'all how I feel about British Vogue. That British Vogue is going to eclipse American Vogue by far. By far. Um, because Edward Enenfold knows knows what he's doing. Um, he knows what he's doing. He has his finger on the pulse of the culture because he's part of the culture. Um, so we get it. We totally get it. We see the we see the vision. Um, Justina Miles is interesting and she's brilliant and she's cool and she's funny and of course, of course, like he would peg her for the for the cover of British Vogue. Like I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I think that's awesome. So yeah, that's all. That's all I got. That's all I really got for you guys. Um, thank you for listening to me ramble. Thank you for listening to me rant. Thank you for listening to me um, process what I'm going through right now um, in light of the news at the top of this show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for your likes, your shares, and your subscribes. Please, please, please do not forget to leave a review for this here show. Maybe not in this particular episode. Go to one of the brilliant episodes. There, there, were, there, There's a few. There's a few more brilliant episodes. This one, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I'm just, my headspace was not the best, but I don't want you guys to go without, so... Here you are, my friends. Don't yell at me. I know. I know. Take care of yourself. I know. I hear you guys. I hear you guys yelling at me right now. Don't yell at me. Um, I just want to make sure that you guys got, you know, got a show. Um, And I really did my best. I really did my best. Uh, But, you know, my heart sometimes uh, takes over and what is in it I have to share. So, yeah. Thank you guys for all of your help and support and love and just y'all how y'all keep loving on this here little show um please don't forget if you want to become a patron you can join at p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash Whitney Elise that keeps this show independent and I don't know if I told y'all um but anchor app where I record my podcast has become Spotify for podcasters and they have completely changed how they do sponsorships. So the sponsorships, if you guys had listened to previous episodes, I was get I was getting a few sponsorships. They've changed the sponsorships to now not how many listens your podcast gets, but how many Spotify specific listeners your your podcast gets. And so I'm going back to just either talking directly to people who want to be sponsors um, and pitching that way, or you know just not having sponsorship. So if you guys want to keep the show independent, I, to my patrons, I appreciate you guys for always like showing up. Um, for anyone who's interested, there's exclusive content over there. Like there's a, uh, Patreon only podcast over there. There's a bunch of episodes up. 
Um, I'm getting ready to share a very special Mother's Day episode exclusive to Patreon. Um, you might get a snippet. You might get a preview here. We'll see if I'm in a better mood. Um, but y'all know I love y'all no matter where you listen. Uh, but all the all the stuff behind the gates of Whitneydom and Reclaim Dumb and Freedom <laughs> is over there. There's five different tiers. No matter which one you pick, I'm going to appreciate it. Um, and yeah, y'all can join over there. Thank y'all so much for listening. Oh, before we end the show, I have partnered with an organization that is, has a petition to our government to create more electric vehicle charging stations. Um, by 2030, we're, we're, we will probably be at 18, they're projecting us to be at 18 million electric vehicles, electric vehicles help curb carbon emissions it makes the earth better it makes things better but we need more charging stations and so we are appealing to our government to make that happen please head to my instagram i have a petition in my stories you guys can sign um i would genuinely appreciate that just you know if you're listening to this before saturday april the 29th I would appreciate that um, because I believe they're turning it in on that day. So all the signatures have to be in. Um, so you have a few days here to, unless you're listening to this after April 29th, um, a few days here to get those signatures in. So yeah, head to my Instagram story. Um, I also have a static post. Let me know what you think and sign that petition. Otherwise, I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys as always. Uh, peace. Peace.